0: Welcome, everybody, into the show. It's June 2nd, 2020. That's Rob. That's Jordan. I'm Ryan, and we have a great show for you this week. Welcome to the Reality Fantasy Football Podcast. DeAndre Hopkins is the best wide receiver in the game, Lamar Jackson is going downfield more. And we're going to look at some of the best coverage players in the NFL just to see if we can get any nuggets out of that. Follow us on Twitter at RealityFFP. Robin Jordan, how are you doing?
1: Doing good, except now I want some, go to McDonald's and get a 10 pack of chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets? Start talking about
2: nuggets already. I heard that. Have you had Burger King's nuggets? They were on sale cheap. They, there's a reason why they're so cheap. If you
1: can buy six nuggets for $1.99, I don't want yeah, those nuggets.
2: Yeah, that's, yeah. Chicken-ish nuggets. Chicken-like <laughs> nuggets. But then you throw fries and it still comes up to eight bucks. So it doesn't matter. What the, and you're still hungry. So you end up buying like 12 for four bucks. And then large fry. it's not even not even food hey we should talk about some football all
0: right (laughs) let's get into it NFL news topic number one DeAndre Hopkins says I know I'm the best wide receiver in the NFL for some context I want to give you the whole quote from him uh, because it gives you a little bit of idea of how he's thinking it's not as bad as it maybe sounds off the start he says I definitely think I'm the best I know I'm the best And then he starts to talk about other wide receivers. He says, Mike's my boy, Michael Thomas. I love him. But he knows if I had Drew Brees my whole career, what my numbers would be. Julio Jones knows if I had Matt Ryan my whole career, that's my boy. I trained with Julio. He knows what my numbers would be too. Those guys are definitely blessed to be in a position where their whole career, they had a Pro Bowl quarterback, quarterback that they spent multiple seasons with but I don't complain. I don't make excuses. I go out there and work. What do you guys think? Do you think that DeAndre Hopkins has a point here? Is he the best?
2: I'm more, I'd be more surprised if he said he wasn't the best. I mean, you want to hear that from a stud wide receiver who's proven and put it up numbers that you want him to play with that confidence. You want him to believe that he is the best because then every time he's on the field, there's no one that can stop him, right?
1: It's reading the whole, when you read the whole context of it, get the whole context of it by reading it there, it's almost a bit of a slap in the face to Deshaun Watson, isn't it? Like, is Deshaun Deshaun Watson not pretty awesome, too? Like, okay, yeah, Drew Brees, he's one of the best. But I mean, then you reference Matt Ryan, like, yeah, he's a bomber. But I mean, Deshaun Watson's not too bad, either.
0: You know, I, I was kind of thinking that too. Like, is it maybe is some of this thinking that he has is that, you know, some of the seeds of him leaving Houston.
2: Is that he wanted to play with a better quarterback? Like I well, don't, he might I don't be
1: in for a rude awakening now because I don't think he's got a better quarterback now.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think that, that it's necessary necessarily why he left. I just think that organization is a melting ice cube. So he just wanted out as soon as he could. I don't think had it from the context of it, it does sound like he's throwing D shot onto the bus, but he does kind of have a point like the other wide receivers are in great situations and they have been for most of their career. Whereas he's, you know, he, he has D Watson. Now he's got Kyler Murray starting with another young guy again, and there's going to be more uh, balls to go around there. So it'll be interesting. That's exactly, to see, that's what,
1: exactly what I was thinking, Jordan, like, yeah, Now, the situation he's in, he's going to be sharing the ball more, I would imagine, than he did in Houston. Like, he was the man in Houston. Like, Watson would pepper him with targets. Yeah. His numbers actually could come down a little bit just because there's so many other weapons there to get involved. And you got a quarterback's probably going to run a little more than Watson did,
2: maybe. Um, So, I don't know. He does have Kingsbury there, though. I read an article on uh, what he did. He moved. Um, Arizona to 16th in the league in scoring. And they were last in the league the year before. So he had, he's going to a better off- offensive team. It gives Murray a better weapon, but is there enough balls to go around to Hopkins? <laughs> Julio hasn't had really a gr- Roddy white was there. He gets uh, Michael Thomas, I think is in the league of the own. It's like saying, what color Ferrari do you want? Top you know, blue red black white so to me all that whole group that he mentioned is kind of the same the same caliber is the best i don't know is he top 5 or 4 3 whatever for sure
1: these guys all obviously to get to that level they have to believe they are the best right so that's part of their makeup like you said at the very beginning you want these guys to think they're the best that's the guy you want on your team you you know as long as it doesn't get to the point where it's hurting the team because you're becoming, you know, you think you're more important than the team, but having confidence in yourself that you can be the best, you want that.
2: You don't want them to be complaining about helmets and like... (laughs) Exactly. Holding out. Burning their feet. Yeah, burning their
1: (laughs) blisters. Spending too long in a cryogenic chamber. Yeah, Yeah. who would do that? Those, Those guys you don't want.
0: No. Now, I do wonder, like, with Arizona last year, it seemed... They moved the ball with Kyler Murray quite a bit, but when it came to touchdowns, man, it was a lot of uh, the running back position, Chase Edmonds, uh, David Johnson at the start of the year, and then obviously Kenyon Drake when he came in, he was just dominant. I wonder if that will pull back on some of Hopkins' ability in the red zone maybe.
1: It will be interesting to see if he is still the go-to guy. I mean, he should be, but a different system. Like you say, a different way of scoring touchdowns. Uh, time will tell, but yeah, his his touchdown numbers could very well come down because of the different style of play and just more options for uh, Kyler Murray to, to pass
2: to. It's funny too, though, that every he said Julio, he said Thomas, all those guys have played with the same quarterback.
0: Yeah, he made that so point too, yeah.
2: So they've played with the same quarterback. Of course, there's going to be a repertoire between the two. I think that's the French word for it. But and if he stayed with Deshaun Watson, why couldn't he have had the same thing? It's not like he's upgrading in quarterback to what he has now. So uh, it's interesting that they built chemistry between, you know, Julio and Ryan, Thomas and Breeze. So it takes even Adams and uh, uh, Rogers. Like those guys and, have worked and, together. And now he's choosing
1: basically to leave. Yeah. Like he was traded, but it was, he wanted to be right. So
2: he's the eighth, start highest all over wide receiver on, per salary. eighth highest paid wide receiver. So he should get paid. Like, I don't think he's the eighth best wide receiver in the league. He should get paid a little more.
0: For sure. And I guess we'll find out with uh, Michael Thomas, probably be without breeze after this year. Maybe two more years with Breeze, and then we'll see what he does with another quarterback too.
2: He'll go to Deshaun Watson. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay, let's move into our next topic here. Uh, John Harbaugh, Baltimore Ravens. I don't know if this is possible, but he thinks the next step for Lamar Jackson is downfield. Let me give you his quote. He's talking about, The defenses that have to defend against Lamar Jackson in this offense, he says those corners are going to be one-on-one and those safeties are going to be one-on-one against our receivers, especially on downfield throws. And we got to make them pay for that, he says. I really do believe that the next step for this offense from an execution standpoint, I really do believe Lamar is going to take the next step and our receivers are going to take that next step downfield he's talking is it possible that lamar jackson is even better of a fantasy quarterback this year
1: if he adds that to his repertoire i'd say yeah and he didn't have a healthy hollywood all last year so that could be huge when we saw those big games when hollywood was kind of healthy he did go downfield and they were effective in doing that so if you can get a full season of him being healthy yeah i can see the deep ball
2: being deployed a lot more. And when, when Hollywood played the whole defense respected that. So it made the whole offense better. Like they were Andrews getting the ball more they were running the ball more. Just having that speed factor on the field for Jackson was insane. Like the way that he, he had 36 touchdowns last year and he thinks he can do, and that was without uh, throwing t- touchdowns Sorry, without him having that deep threat. And that guy that I mean, he had Willie Snead, I think, for a bit. And, you know, how good is he? Like, he's been tossed around like a bad potato chip. So I think with him having a young guy with Brown and building off what he did last year, he's going to be insane. And I think that Dobbins and Ingram are going to benefit as well, because if they are, you know, dropping back, it's going to give everyone more, more room to run, including Jackson. So. Yeah. I think it could be. I don't think it's unreasonable. And I, and I think
1: the deep ball could like they have a lot of speed with their the young guys too coming up. Well, they're all young guys, right? They're all pretty much their whole receiving core rookies or second year. Their main speed dudes, but even like you said, I think Andrews could be used, not the super deep balls, but definitely to stretch the field because of the because of the uh, advantage he has at his size and speed at the position to stretch stretch the defense in the. Yes. You know in the linebacker area too so yeah the weapons are there for jackson to use he's shown he's an accurate deep ball thrower by some of those bombs we saw to brown last year so if he can add that um i think it'd be good for his longevity too because then maybe he don't ha- he doesn't have to run as much and put himself in the position to take a hit that could ruin his career so uh yeah, if they can start implementing that, it'd be great and Harbaugh's the coach to do it. He's he's smart. He can drop the plans and get him in the right situations.
2: And he doesn't like he doesn't necessarily have to be the most accurate deep ball thrower. It's like Mahomes with Hill. All he has to do is chuck it. Like just throw it and you just throw it where no one like and he'll go get it. Like Brown is that good, same with Hill. When you're watching Mahomes and Jackson play, you're like there's no where the heck is this guy throwing this ball and you know they're it's amazing the speed of these guys so they have to respect that so if he just throws it where you know Braun can get it it's gonna make for good
0: i i like that um they're approaching this from an organizational level like harbaugh knows this is some something that uh jackson needs to improve on he needs to step up as he said I do wonder, though, if if they're making... I won't say they're making fundamental changes. I'm sure their offense stays practically the same. But if they're making these changes, I do wonder if there's those long bombs, then that cuts a whole drive down, right? So all those yards going to Mark Andrews, those yards that Lamar Jackson maybe would run and get you a lot of fantasy points. I wonder if those depreciate a little bit if the whole drive is over in one long bomb uh,
1: Not
2: If you it, have brown
1: <laughs> yeah it, it, it hasn't it hasn't affected the Kansas city chiefs who run that type of offense all their big name guys put up monster stats doing just that and you know what i mean like they have talked about wanting to get uh, miles boykin more involved this year there's another speed guy and then of course uh Devin Duvernay underneath. He can also get outside and, and get deep too. So I just I think it's a great game plan if they can do that. Get these young guys running. And I don't think it affects I don't think it's gonna slow things down. If if anything, you know what I mean? Like is anybody afraid of taking, like you said, Hill or Kelsey or Mahomes? No. And that's the type of game plan they run. So
2: I think the biggest thing will be how the how do you practice a deep ball? Like it's not like they're out there throwing uh, balls to each other in the field. Like it's it's a big pl- it's a big part of your game. If you want to implement it now, you got to hit that practice field while you can and make sure you know you, you guys are on the same page. And Brown and Jackson proved that they were the limited uh, capacity that we saw them. So
1: so what I, you're saying because they're not going to be able to practice as much going into yeah. this season? Is that what you're? Is yeah. That what you mean?
2: Yeah. Like it's, you just, what is he, practicing on a Wii or something? Like you, got, you have to have chemistry with the guy who's, who's going to be running the goal routes or, or when yeah. to play them. So you're reading the defense right and that guy has. I think to- that, could, that could play into a lot of teams in a lot of different ways this
1: year if practices aren't being allowed to the same degree and as early and as many players together, like we don't know. So that, that yeah, that could affect a lot of things for a lot
2: of guys. And like you said, Robert, the biggest thing too, which maybe is thinking is his health. If if you can get, you know, sixty, seventy yards off of one play instead of, you know, Jackson. Yeah, running,
1: running like as I know he's not maybe quite the same talent, but you think back to RG three, like that first year or two of he looked unbelievable as well. Like same type of guy, like maybe not quite the same level. Who knows? At the time everyone thought he was. A couple big hits and the guy's career's over. Like all the hype. I remember him being drafted in dynasty leagues and that right up there. Um, And it was over in a couple of years. So you definitely don't want that for, for Jackson. And yeah, I think that's probably part of the, the reasoning behind it That's by Harbaugh. Yeah.
0: They're a smart organization. No doubt about it. Let's move on to the next uh, news headline here. There was an article about the NFL's 10 best coverage players, now, we're not going to talk about IDP, but I did find it interesting that in that list of the the top 10 best coverage, we have number 1 Stefan Gilmore, number 2 JC Jackson, both DBs for the New England Patriots. Now, it shouldn't be a surprise they were number 1 uh, against the pass last year, but I do wonder if if maybe that um Maybe that tells us, you know, to open the season this year, maybe teams are going to try and run on them a little bit more.
2: Yeah, It doesn't look good for the rest of the um, teams in their division with uh, Miami Jets. Who's the other? Bills. Bills. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's the biggest takeaway for, from that status. some of those – wide receivers that maybe everyone's pumping up um
1: yeah so like yeah does does a Devonte parker repeat what he did last year is stefan Diggs gonna be as good as everyone's thinking is gonna be in buffalo you know i mean they don't play them every game obviously but a couple times a year it could be be a, a detriment to those teams i think on the flip side i'm thinking it's it's gonna show the new style of of New New England Patriots game plan in general. We started to see it a bit last year, but I think they're going to be a lockdown, slow the game down, and become more of a running team themselves, which is why I'm kind of big on Sony Michelle this year. But uh, yeah, with having the two best... That's just DBs. I mean, they're stacked on the defense all over the place. So it could be kind of their new game plan to just grind the game down, slow it down, get the other team running, and then do the same thing and win some kind of ugly, low-scoring games.
2: <laughs> ugly coach, ugly wins. Ugly hoodies. That, it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good stat to keep in mind when you're drafting that um, number one for like digs or any of the teams really that they're, they're going to be playing. Look at their schedule, check it out. And maybe those past happy teams going against such a good pats team you may want to knock them down a little bit but like everyone every season's a little bit different i mean that's a good stat we got some new rookies coming in new coaches um i can't see if new england's gonna play that style of game i can't see it being a shootout anyways so maybe they will be running the ball more like if if new england's if they're gonna win uh, say 13 10 it's not gonna be a high scoring air the ball out like it used to be against New England so it'll be interesting to see but I can't sorry go ahead
1: I just was gonna say I don't think personally like it won't affect me at draft like I'm not gonna draft the Miami and Bills and Jets players any different than I would just because they're playing the Patriots but I think more throughout the season maybe on a week-to-week basis it might kind of be a tiebreaker like if I have Stefan Diggs and I have Uh, I don't know, another guy similar that's not playing the Patriots that week, or it doesn't even have to be their own division, right? Like anybody that's going up against them, if you have a wide receiver or quarterback that you're kind of on the bubble to play that week, then that could be a deciding factor that flips to the other guys. But as far as drafting players, I don't think it should really affect that.
2: Every week you look at the matchup and you look at the player and you're like, yeah, but this could be the week they get the best of them. It's... It's so hard. I can't believe Darius Leonard is number 10, a linebacker.
0: I noticed all, that too.
2: Three safeties, cornerbacks, strong. At, at all He's number 10. Darius Leonard is a freak. Like that, and he missed games last year. I think he missed like two or three games with an injury. If you, pu-
1: if you play in an IDP league, he's got to be right up there, top two or three
2: players you want. I had him last year, and he was outscoring Beckham. On the weekly basis. <laughs> like it was in there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people doing that,
1: unfortunately.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, I think
1: I outscored Beckham one week.
2: Yeah. Well, for every point he had a beer and I had a sober weekend or so <laughs> throwing
1: tennis balls to my dog, I was outscoring him.
0: Yeah,
2: it was ugly.
1: <laughs> what do we got next, right
0: Well, I'm glad you asked. We have topic number two. <laughs> uh, let's talk about handcuffs a little bit just in general. Um, That's kind of to, private. To get in, to get into that topic, always know goes. where you left the key.
2: <laughs> I think maybe I one know. time that is Super <laughs> eight. Things you should know. Yeah, always have the key in arm's length,
1: and <laughs> <laughs> keep it under your left. <laughs> you gotta leave all this in now because we've yeah, so long. absolutely
0: <laughs> i'm just gonna plow through here <laughs> maybe the top of that list of handcuffs is nick chubb and kareem hunt uh, for the cleveland browns now hopefully the freddie kitchens experiment is done there and they have brought in um stepha what's his name help me out
2: I'm still thinking about Chubb and Hank. <laughs> 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 uh,
1: Stefan. Yeah, I definitely. Yes. Y- y-
0: okay, so back hopefully on. they get back <laughs> on to uh, a, a somewhat respectable offense here. And we got two great running backs. So, what do you guys think about Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's the type of handcuff I probably would draft. I'm not a big draft handcuff guy, but if you can get a handcuff, if you want to call Cream Hunt even that, a guy that you can play, that you can still, under the right circumstance, put in at flex. Um, those are the handcuff players I want.
2: Yeah. Uh, drafting handcuffs is like falling asleep at a campfire. You always think it's a great idea at the time with the stars and the light, your friends and maybe a guitar playing and you're happy. You're like, man, I'm just going to have a little nap. But Then in the morning, it's like I'm freezing. It's dew on the ground. It's cold. So it wasn't really the best decision. But at the time, you're like, man, I'm so glad I got this. I'm so glad I drafted uh, you know, a, a handcuff come draft but then halfway you know week five or six you're like man this guy's taking up a roster spot why did i draft this guy over um someone that i could i could use right now or, or, or a wide receivers going off but i got say um i don't know a running back that you really don't need or a, a handcuff that you never ever needed so it's a tricky situation with hunt and chubb i think the both those guys are going to have value. So unless you reach for both of them, good for you.
1: Yeah. I think there's always that guy or two in your league that is drafting your handcuffs. And on draft night, it seems like so sneaky, like, oh, I got all your handcuffs. But I mean, unless there's a catastrophic uh, injury in the first week or two, then, you know what I mean, their, their kidneys start hurting because their back's cold. And they start just dr- dropping those players that they spent draft capital on. And then you just go pick up your handcuffs anyway later. So, I don't know. Like, there's certain guys. There's maybe if you had Kamara, you might want Murray. Uh, some of these rookies, I don't even know who's the handcuff. I mean, I guess the rookies are the handcuff. Uh, Dobbins, Taylor, Swift. But in those situations, you might want to grab Carry on or Ingram or, or Mack. So there are the odd, again, it goes back to can you play both the guys in a pinch? Like, can you put the backup in at flex and still hope to get, you know, eight or nine points? Those are the ones you want. <laughs> to just pick up a guy for the sake of having your handcuff just in case, to me is, is a waste of a roster spot. Unless you have a huge bench, I guess
2: where you could pick up a, a spot that you need, like you, instead of drafting a, a running back that may never see the field, you could be drafting, um, even when, when Preston Williams played, or um, Devontae Parker, or someone like that, that you can, you can legitimately plug and play. Whereas if you're picking up, um, say, you, if you own Gordon and Lindsay's his backup, the ball can only go to one guy when you're on offense. Some people like stacking that and saying, well, every time they run the ball, I get the point, but they playing this, they have the same schedule. So there's going to be no pros and cons to schedule. Like I said, there's only going to be one running back. who can score the touchdown. I mean, I've heard different opinions about it. Um, If you, if with hunt and um, Chubb there, I think they're both going to be of equal value. So if I got one, I don't necessarily think that I want to take the other one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, do you really want to waste, say you have six bench spots, do you want to waste one on, like, uh, Reggie Bonifon? You know what I mean? Like, why, even if Christian McCaffrey gets hurt, is this guy going to become Christian McCaffrey? That's something you have to, that's something you have to uh, look at, too, in drafting or picking up a backup if your main guy gets hurt. Sometimes it's not even worth it. Like, how many times have we seen massive fab dollars get blown on the handcuff when the main guy gets hurt. And then that never ends up being the guy anyway, or they split carries or some third stringer becomes the guy. It can be a game of just chasing the wrong player, wasting fab, wasting draft capital, wasting bench spots. When, like you said, you could be taking a chance on maybe an upside wide receiver or, you know what I mean? Another position that could actually come to fruition and, and be valuable on your team. So, I don't know. It's a bit of a fool's game. I think trying to chase handcuffs around. That being said, though,
2: I, is if you are if it's a high offensive team, I probably round late in the draft. Like if I had if someone had Ingram or Dobbins and Ingram was late sitting there, or the other way, or with um, Ceh and Damian Williams. Even if it's a yeah. high scoring offense, and I if nothing's for sure yet. Or even Mac with Taylor, like with these rookies coming in, as you mentioned, I yeah. I would be tempted because these guys are going to put up points and they're going to be high offensive teams.
1: It's tempting, but then, I mean, how many Kansas City Chief running backs were owned last year and dropped like oh, no. Williams and Williams and yeah. McCoy. McCoy and like all yeah. these guys were picked up and dropped a million times in most of the leagues I was in. Um, Darwin so, Thompson.
2: Darwin, Darwin Thompson. Darwin
1: Thompson, another one. To so, be again, you're chasing, you're chasing
2: these guys that... Or um, the Detroit Red Wings or Detroit Lions. Uh, <laughs> <Tyler>. <laughs> same thing with the what Lions, exactly. The...
1: Tyler Johnson.
2: Yeah, I spent and like... he
1: didn't even become the guy.
2: No, nah, it was terrible. It was so, terrible. same
1: situation. There's probably like two or three backup Lions running backs that people recycled and spent fab on and wasted roster spots again. So, I mean, it's... It... It's hard except for those few odd situations Murray for, know, sure. for sure yeah. Murray who can step in and save your season yeah. those guys are worth owning but I mean it's
2: maybe twenty like percent of the teams have that if moment. Derek Henry or Eckler or you know even if they get hurt I'm, I'll buy their buy their right. backup if or move off move off that team completely exactly
0: yeah. Okay, before we close up here, guys, we're going to just ask one uh, question here to finish up. We know uh, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, even Kyler Murray sneaking up there. These guys are all going at the top of the list of quarterbacks. But for you two, who are your quarterback gems in 2020?
1: I think Matt Ryan could be a stud this year. He's, you know, he's on the radar, but he's not usually considered in kind of the top couple guys in the league. But uh, I think Kelvin Ridley is going to take another step this year. Uh, Gurley could help out uh, his stats a bit. And of course, he always has Julio Jones. And it's interesting, we put a poll up today. uh, More touchdowns this season. Matt Ryan versus Aaron Rodgers. And I'm surprised I'm not alone in this opinion, obviously, because Matt Ryan's just crushing that pole. So even though a big-name player like Aaron Rodgers, who might go ahead of him in the draft, probably will, Matt Ryan could be a lot better value.
2: I think that one guy that I'm going to keep an eye on if I miss out on those big guys is Baker Mayfield. He seems to be getting um, dropped a lot because of his bad season. Uh, Two years ago, he was going to be a top-five quarterback. People were wondering, you know, how early should I take him? This year, no one wants him. And he has the new offensive coordinator. He has Hunt for a full year. He has a healthy Beckham. And he has Landry, who's, who's going to be back in time. So I think that whole offense is going to, I don't think he's necessarily going to throw for the yardage, but just little um, slants or little uh, dishes to Chubb or, or Hunt. What Hunt did, the limited time that he was there, it showed this offense can do stuff. Like, they can move the ball. And with their new offensive coordinator, his biggest thing is red zone. And he's only going to get better with that. And he's, he, I think he's he's going to put up numbers that are um, more in, in line with where you're going to take him this year, as opposed to last year when guys drafted him so early and were disappointed. Like, he was dropped. So I think Baker's in for – and Beckham. Like, Baker, Beckham, and uh, Landry, Hunt, Chubb. So they have an offensive line improved. I think that they're going to be a...
1: I could see that happening. Eh? Like now the, the pressure's maybe off a little bit. Yeah. That, there was so much hype about them going into last year, and then they just, I think, fell apart under the pressure. So I think that's a great pick. Baker, a lot of those guys could be value. Odell Beckham Jr. could be huge value if they can bounce back from that tough season last year that
2: they all had. Although, besides Landry, Landry was a stud last year. Landry was money. The, he was Beckham's go to or um Baker's go to so but I think yeah
1: Baker could be great value this year That's a good call. yeah we'll see how it goes you
2: never know a.
0: awesome guys we appreciate the the discussion that's another show in the books uh for our listeners if you're still with us then uh, we hope you enjoyed the episode uh we'd love it if you could share rate and subscribe to the podcast and we'll be back next Tuesday with another show so thanks guys appreciate it very much that was nice good job